1: So it's my opinion, sports podcast. Yo, yeah, what it is. Welcome back to another episode of MTMO Sports Podcast, Doug. Yo, y'all already know I'm about to give y'all the dope topics to sit here to talk about that. It's been going through surfing for the sports world, you feel me? So let's go ahead. We're going to talk about the NBA finals. It's been about, a, about two weeks now. It's finally go ahead, time to get my opinion on this uh, NBA Finals, man. The Suns got tra- did a trade, you feel me? And I believe it, it might work out, but I, I got some questions about that trade that the Suns did. So I'm going to sit here and talk about that. I'm going to also talk about John Morant and his uh, suspension. You know, how is that working out for him and, and, and how things would affect him in his future? And also, I'm going to be talking. switching over to the NFL. There's a top wide receiver that's looking for a home. Hopefully, he'll come to this home. You feel me? You never know. But enough of all that talk, man. Let's get straight into it. You feel me? All right. Let's talk about the NBA Finals. So, let's go ahead and recap and rewind. All right. If you don't know, I'm pretty sure you already know. But if you don't know... The Denver Nuggets are now the NBA champs, you feel me? So shout-out to the Denver Nuggets, you feel me? Man, Those, that team right there deserved to win, deserved to be NBA Finals, you feel me? That team showed that they were the better team throughout the regular season and in the playoffs, you feel me, and and deserving, deserving, man. And and like I said, man, big shout-out to them, man, because – from top to bottom, I believe that the Denver Nuggets was 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 the team to beat. You know, they had good coaching. They had a superstar or a superstar duo. They had good role players. They had um one of the best uh crowds. You know, what I mean, they got home, good home atmosphere. They had everything going in their favor you feel me? And and that's why they became champs, man. They was able to put everything together, put everything all into one, and finally become champs you feel me and and let's go ahead and talk about the joker Jokic. right now i can honestly say <laughs> on here on mtmo that Jokic is the best big man in the nba right now there's no comparison you know at once upon a time yes i was rooting for joe mb I said Joel Embiid was better than Jokic. That Jokic ceiling is already capped that he couldn't get no higher. Jokic proved me wrong. And I'm going to be the first one to say it, man, that he proved me wrong. He showed why that he was the best man. He showed why he was back-to-back MVPs. He showed it. You know what I mean? Now he finally got that finals MVP also solidified, I mean, also to go with him. And that's what he needs. And, and now – the debate is where do we rank Jokic as the all-time best big man? You know what I mean? Like I said, we already crowned him as number one uh, big man in the NBA today, right now. You know what I mean? I, and I think there's there's some space there. Like, I think, it, of course, there's NBA right behind him, but I think that NBA has a has a, a ways to catch it up. You know what I mean? Now, I previously said that NBA – has him on defense. I think Embiid is a better defender than uh, the Joker. I, I truly do believe that. But to, to control the game, to slow the game down and, and, and make the game go at his pace, Jokic's got that. And you know what's crazy? A lot of these foreign players are slowing the game down into their own pace, like a Luka. Luka is most definitely showing that he can slow the game down. He's not worrying about nobody's speed. And you know the crazy thing about why I got these two on my mind that Luka and Jokic, they all play underneath the rim. They're not high flyers. You know what I mean? They just know how to play fundamentally sound, and they foot in their footwork. It's just great. They got great footwork, and that's what separate Jokic to me, far as him and and B. Now for the all time greats. Jokic can, can now be in the same conversation as uh, Kareem. He can be in the same conversation with a Hakeem. He can be in the same conversation with a Shaq, a Wilt, a Bill, a David Robinson, a Patrick Ewing. And I guess you can go ahead and, and throw Tim Duncan name in there also. You can throw Kevin Garnett name in there. There's a lot of big names that you can now fit Jokic in. And, and I believe that Jokic is probably past some of these guys. I think Jokic can probably surpass uh, uh, Kevin Garnett, you know what I mean, all-time big man. I think that Jokic can probably be up there in the conversation with a Tim Duncan, with a Shaq, you know what I mean, with a King. Because if you sit here and look at it, Jokic is a one-time champ. He's a one-time Finals MVP, 2 times League MVP, and a 5 times All-NBA where's you got Shaq. He's a four-time champ. He's a three-time Finals MVP, a one-time MVP, a four-time a 14-time All-NBA, a three-time scoring uh all-defense and a two-time scoring champ. I don't think Jokic will ever get that scoring champ. <laughs> you know what I mean? But and I also don't think Jokic will get defensive player. And, and that's what's going to kind of hold him back from um put him in the up there with the, being the best center in 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 ever, you know what I mean, because of his defense. I don't believe he's going to get defensive player of the year. You know what I mean? And that wouldn't knock him. That wouldn't put him down in to the totem pole or, or make any other these other big men better than him because, like I said, we can still put him in the endy conversation with a Shaq, uh, a Kareem, and a Kareem, and a, and a David Robinson, and a Patrick Yorn. I believe that Yoke is better than Patrick Yorn. You know what I mean? I, I believe it, it's so far in his career because Ewan is a seven-time all NBA, a three-time uh all defense, and 11 time all-star. You know what I mean? I we in today's game, Jokic Jokic is better. You know what I mean? And that's what solidified, and that's what made the Denver Nuggets um be champs this year. It was all because of Jokic. Jokic Jokic came to camp already better in shape. It wasn't all that. Oh, he's fat. He's lazy. He doesn't do this. He he, Jokic came in in the camp different this year. Jokic showed during the playoffs that he was able, he was the best big man. He beat it Aiton. He beat a Rudy Gobert. He beat a Carl Anthony Towns. He beat a Anthony Davis, and now he beat a Bam bio. You know I'm mean? able just this. It didn't matter who what big man that put that went up against Jokic. He solidified and showed that he was better big man. Now, I wanted AD to be a better, <laughs> you know what I mean? It could have played out a little bit better, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. Jokic showed it. Now, you know what's crazy and it was, what made them to be that 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 team to be was also they have a good dynamic duo. You know what I mean? Finally, Jamal Murray, after, you know, touring his ACL uh, just, what, a year or some change ago, He's now he was able to get back into the game that he loved, get back on a team that that wants him and he was able to be Jamal Murray. Most definitely once he got to the playoffs, playoff Murray showed up. And and that's what and 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 if you want to win a championship and go deep, you're going to need that second that second star, that second score, that second guy that when things ain't going right with the big guy or the number 1 guy, that you can lean on and 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 You can bring him out the game. And that's where Jamal Murray kind of did for Jokic. Now, at times, did Jamal Murray disappear? Yes. And I believe in all and untotal, I believe that Jamal Murray probably missed, disappeared about three games in the playoffs this year. It was like, come on, Jamal Murray. You got to play better. What happened? What's going on? And I I think that I'm not going to say he disappeared. I just think that it was his lack of confidence. Confidence wasn't his key. It wasn't his strong uh, point. But he was able to get it done because in the NBA Finals, when him and Yoke is teamed up together, they averaged 51.6 points. They averaged 20.2 rebounds. They also averaged 17.2 assists. That's not bad. You know what I mean? Because now we, we're talking about where in the duos do they fit. Do they fit with a, a um, Kyrie and a LeBron? Now LeBron and Kyrie scored fifty six point eight points a game, fifteen point two rebounds a game, and twelve point eight assists a game. Now Kyrie and LeBron got him on the scoring tip, but everything else it was Jokins and, and Murray. Now do we put him up here with the Shaq and Kobe combination? Now Shaq and Kobe average sixty three point one points, eighteen point one rebounds, nine point one assists. Do we put him up there with this with the MJ and Pittman now they score 62.2 points a game, 17.7 rebounds a game, 14 assists a game. You know what I mean? Now magic and Kareem. Did we put them in there? You know, what I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh duos that we can compare them to, but I'm not gonna compare those two because you know, except for the Kyrie and a LeBron. You know what you know what the other duos have multiple championships multiple championship appearances you know what I mean and you know like I said multiple championships so it's it's I'm not gonna say that they're the best duo you know right in my opinion they will come number three I will of course you gotta put MJ and Scotty because they did two three peeps. you know what I mean Six titles in total. Of course, I'm not gonna put them up in the Shaq and Kobe because they have a three p, You know what I mean. And then of course, you know what I mean. Uh, and you can go ahead and slide them right there behind Shaq and Kobe. um Because the only thing about Kyrie and LeBron, yes, they got multiple appearances in the finals, but they only got that one title. So we can go ahead and put them up there with the Kyrie and the LeBron. You know what I mean they, they will slide back to number four in my opinion. But for the best best duo right now in the NBA right now right right now it's Jamal Murray and and Nikola Jokic best duo right now. You know what I mean and and if if these guys can stay healthy and things go right, man, this can be a scary duo. Do I see them running the back next year? It's a strong possibility if they can keep some of that team, that core together, you know, we already know I believe that their starting five is pretty much coming back, but now you got to worry about the bench and that depth. And that's what separate the Denver Nuggets was their depth was that bench. You know what I mean? Because they came across good coaching, you know, they, they, they played against, uh, they, they coached against the Donovan They coached against the Williams. They coached, they got coached against, um, um, our exposure in the finals. So it shows that Mike Malone is a good coach and he's able to coach against the elite. But, you know what I mean? Now we to see how that depth and that bench can, and can things hold up for them. You know what I mean? That, that's what it's going to have to come down to. And I think that's what's going to separate um, the Denver Nuggets from the, West of the, uh, the rest of the Western Conference and the rest of the NBA period. It's just that depth of that bench, you feel me? Um, Let's get to the Heat real quick. In my opinion, I think the Heat was undermatched. I don't think that nothing that the Nuggets was able to show them, the Heat didn't have no answer. You know what I mean? No disrespect to those guys and, and, and those unrestricted, uh, undrafted players. But it's the reason why those guys didn't get drafted. Now, it's the reason why those guys in the NBA, they did their job. They did everything they were supposed to do. You know what I mean? It was able to, to be on point with the spot up shooting was able to follow the zone that our exposure was able to put on um, teams at times. They was able to um um uh, uh fight their way in cracks and scar claw, claw throughout their whole playoffs. And then it just, when they came to the nuggets, they was outsized. They didn't have enough star power. The only thing that was really going to get them through was our exposure. And, about that is I hate to say this, but I know a lot of people probably going to kind of slander me a little bit, not too much, but real recognize real Jimmy Butler is not a true number one. In my opinion, he's a, he's a great option. He's a strong, a strong number two, but I don't think that Jimmy Butler is a true number one. Um, number one, uh, threat. I, I can Jimmy now. Don't get me wrong. Jimmy Butler was he the reason why the Heat got there? You know what I mean. Let's 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 make that clear and let's let's make that known. He is the reason why the Heat got there. He is the he is the reason why the Heat is even relevant, in my opinion. You know what I mean? But but uh, I just don't think that Jimmy Butler is that guy that can get you over the top. I know. I, I, a lot of people. Um, it's probably going to be like, but Jimmy, he mastered. He able to do something. Yes, he did master of coasting through the regular season and then when it's time to be in the playoffs, flick that switch. He did that. But the only thing about it is when you flick that switch, man, he was in so much of a goal mode from from uh, the play-in to all the way to the finals. He was gassed out. And, and, I, and I think that that's what another superstar can come in and help Jimmy. And that's why I said that Jimmy is not a true – legit number one in my opinion I now can Jimmy go Jimmy can win Jimmy can get buckets Jimmy can give you everything that a number one uh score can give you in the NBA but the thing about it is was well, that that killed me about Jimmy was once he got two feet in the paint man it was everybody just standing at the three-point line nobody was really cutting anymore nobody was slashing nobody was looking to get open it was just once jimmy got his two feet in it was just like he was looking and that's where i believe that a a a strong solid number one would have came in and helped the heat out you know somebody that was able to create their own buckets, somebody that can get their own buckets without uh, uh jimmy assisting them all the time now don't get me wrong. Bam out of bio played one hell of a finals. You know what I mean? Bam showed me something. Bam showed me that he has heart and potential, that he should be maybe talked about as a top 10 to 15 big man in this league. Now, I, I, I'm pretty sure that Bam can probably go a little bit higher, but Bam, the, the potential that he showed in that final, it shows that Bam has something to prove, man, and he has something to give to this game. Um Cause he went out there and he battled and he's fighting and he clawed and he did everything he could possibly can to do against Jokic. And my opinion that Bam did the, did better than any big man that played Jokic in the playoffs. Now, the only thing about it was, you know, Bam was undersized. Bam is six, nine versus Jokic is what? Probably just hitting seven foot. Um, But I think Jokic probably have about 30 to 50 pounds over top of Bam. Bam is a little bit more athletic. Bam was, made, was able to make Jokic play defense and make Jokic move at times. Bam, low elbow jumper was on point. But it was just just that Bam is not your, 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 your number two. And this is where I think that if Miami would have had somebody else um, that can get their own bucket, it would have gave Denver a, a, um, a different fight, a different outcome. Now, I don't think that Miami would have won the championship. The only way Miami would have beat Denver if they would have took Denver all the way to seven games, but with that start, with that power that they had on their roster, it's just just wasn't enough. Just wasn't strong enough, in my opinion. And there's no disrespect to the Heat because I believe that the if things gotta things gonna have to change. You know what I mean? I believe that you you can keep some of these undrafted players, but you're gonna have to find a find a way to bring some more star power down there with Jimmy. I believe that uh if you can get a, a true point guard, no disrespect to Kyle Lowry, but I think Kyle Lowry time is up. No disrespect to Gabe Vincent, but I don't think he's a starting point guard in this in this league. Um, he's a good shooter. Can he run the offense? Yes. But I think that he will be more effective coming off the bench. But I also think that Gabe Vincent got payday. He made payday for himself. What he did in his playoffs, I think a lot of teams probably going to go out there and try to bid for him. And Miami going to have to make some decisions on do they either try to bid for him or did they let him go? But then if you let him go, you're still in search of another point guard. And I I heard they were trying to get Dane. But now that the Blazers shut the door on the trade rooms, because I think the Blazers might got a trick up their sleeve coming. You know, but we, we shall see. But the Miami Heat most definitely have to find another way to get another star down there with Jimmy. As long as they have Jimmy and Jimmy can do the things that Jimmy do, you have to get another star power down there. Or at least more star power down there. Like I said, Bam Bam is a consistent player. Bam can do his thing. But uh, but what I think about Bam is he needs help too. You know, what I mean, he's 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 undersize, he's an undersized big man. So, if if Miami can just do some of those things, man, we might be having the same conversation next year. You know what I mean? That Miami's back in the finals. But just remember, just last year, this is the same conversation we had about the Miami Heat. That they don't have enough star power. Jimmy is not enough. You know? So, that's it about the NBA finals, man. And like I said, shout out to them shout out to the Miami Heat also. Shout out to both teams for making it to the final, showing that they are the better teams this year. Um, now we're going to have to crown Jokic as being the best player in the league right now. It's, it's, there's no other question about it. Next year, I'm pretty sure he's going to be already number one in the votes of, uh, uh, of for MVP. I'm pretty sure that he's going to be there. But right now, Jokic is the king of NBA right now. So let's go ahead and crown him. You feel me? All right. Let's go ahead and switch it up. Let's go ahead and switch it to a team that the that the um, Nuggets beat in the playoffs. Let's go ahead and switch it up to the Suns because they got a new player. All right, man. Bradley Bill and the Phoenix Suns are all one now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the Phoenix Suns has trade a Whopper Jr. with no Cheese just to get uh Bradley Bill. <laughs>
0: Is that like a personal
1: attack or something? It's like, can you believe that the Washington Wizards really gave up Bradley Bill pretty much for nothing? You know what I mean? And and what did this mean for the Washington Wizards? One, I think the Wizards are in a truly rebuilt stage because I, I'm pretty sure Kyle Kuzma is not coming back. Uh, I see that they traded uh, Porzingis also um i'm pretty sure they're going to start slashing the rest of their players um, on that roster you feel me so it's just like i'm not understanding what the wizards are doing and why the wizards are doing this but i can tell you one thing that the wizards they won't they will not be making to the playoffs next year i most definitely can tell you that but for the phoenix suns Man, that is a big move. That is the blockbuster trade that they did, man. And to get Devin—I mean, uh, to get Bradley Beal—is a big move. But now, my only question is about the Phoenix Suns are getting Bradley Beal: is who's your point guard? And you bring in another guard that plays just like the guard that you already have? You know what I mean? But before before we get deep into it, let's talk about Bradley Beal. What do Bradley Beal brings to the Phoenix Suns? Number one, Bradley Bale brings – last year he played 50 games. So I can tell you right now he's not – if he continue to just play 50 games and not be healthy, what are you bringing him over for? That's my only downside about uh, Bradley Bale. One of my favorite two guards in the league. But the thing about Bradley Bale is that he's n- not always available. You know what I mean? Especially when he gets down to the end of the season, man, he's always unavailable. Um, So his availability is most definitely going to have to, I'm going to have to see, but he played 50 games last year. And in those 50 games, he was, he played 33 point, he played 33 and a half minutes. He scored 23.2 points a game and he averaged 5.4 assists. Um, Not a guard. I mean, not a point guard. He can most definitely come down, handle the rock, distribute the rock. He can uh, set the offense up and all that good stuff. But, that's also what Devin Booker can do. Because Devin Booker is about the same type of player. Now, points-wise and, and, and being scary on paper, man, the Phoenix Suns look like that. But that's what we, we said that when Kevin Durant got there. You know what I mean? That the Suns was automatically going to be in the finals. That the Suns were the better team, the scary team, and all that. But, you know, with the one thing we all said about the Phoenix Suns last year in the finals, I mean, uh, in the playoffs, and when they made that trade, Where's your depth coming from now that you pretty much, uh, moving on from CP three, you're now bringing campaign as your starting point guard. Maybe do you, do you really have faith in campaign being your guy, being your point guard that can set this up? Then you have uh Landry Shaman. Who was who just, your shooting. Who, you, you know what I mean? He's your only guy on the bench probably. Um, so, it is and then what else do we have? They also have TJ Warren, who they didn't even really use last year once they got him on the roster. So where's the depth coming from? Where's you where's some of these players um uh, uh that you're looking to get? And and not to mention the coach that you that you signed during the offseason, also you signed you signed Frank Bogle. Now don't get me wrong, Frank Vogel, decent coach. I believe that Frank Vogel can can lead you to a team that, that, that can get you to the finals. You got the Lakers to the finals. I know a lot of people got a little asterisk across it and all that good stuff, but he can lead the team to a finals. The thing about sometimes about Frank Vogel, in my opinion, is that Frank Vogel... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over work to the bylaw, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: He doesn't put the right lineup in. You know what I mean? And I understand that the, what the Lakers did and they tried to do with the whole Russell Wilson thing, but Frank Vogel, I don't think he's aggressive enough coach. You know what I mean? I don't think that Frank Vogel can, can give you that, that, that oomph of a coach, you know what I mean? Like I said, he can give you, he give you, uh, he can call good plays. He can, he can uh, organize a good team, but when it comes to end game, uh, Decisions when it comes to in game adjustments, I think that's where Frank Vogel kind of laps in. You know, what I mean, that's why I think Frank Vogel need to uh, uh, step it up just a little bit. You know, what I mean, but and all in all, Frank Vogel, like I said, is, is still a good coach. But now you got four players, and not to mention with these four players, your roster salary is now tied up to 163 million. Between four players, remember, you just signed Aiden to that big deal last year. You just got Kevin Durant. You just you also signed Booker not too long ago to a nice deal. And then you know what Bradley Bill is bringing over from the Washington Wizards. All that combined is $163 million. Now, don't get me wrong. It shows that the Suns on it. He got that bread. <laughs> my oh my. He got that bread. But you keep on Bringing all these high power stars, man, but you're not you're not building a bench. You're not building a a, a championship roster, in my opinion. You know, what I mean, it, it looks good to have all this star power to 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 be scary on paper. To have people like, oh, how are we going to stop this? But the thing about it is, I believe they can all play under the system. But they all ISO players. You know, Bradley Bill is an ISO player. Now, Bradley Beal can go in the corner. He can slash and all that. But like I said before, him and Devin Booker are just like the same type of player. Who's going to play? Who's going to take a back seat? to what? You know what I mean? Because like I said, Bradley Beal was, was already averaging 23 with the Wizards. So is he – do he got to go back into the 20s, like into like 20, 21? Devin Booker was easily averaging about 25 to 26. Do he take a, do he gotta take a step back onto that? Uh KD it was averaging over to also averaging over 26. Do he gotta take a step back and points wise? You know what I mean? It's just like a lot of and then DeAndre Aiden. I don't understand DeAndre Aiden is not even really aggressive on the offensive end. But if you're not if he's not gonna take a backseat and being that that rim defender and and that big guy that can grab you rebounds and anything in that nature. Um, what are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Are we are talking. Uh, what, what I'm saying is, is saying that Phoenix Suns. I don't think that adding Bradley Bill is going to make you a championship team. I just don't think so. I just think that. It's gonna make you eat. It's gonna make you the same with the same team that you were this year, in my opinion. I, I just think that you're going, you're, you're you're not going to be a championship team. You're going to have to build. I just think that you're doing what the Lakers had did a couple years ago when we were trying to bring Russ and LeBron and eighty, and you bring Melo. I just think that that's what kind of what the Suns are doing. And like I said, it's early. You know, what I mean, the NBA season just wrapped up. It's early. And it the good thing about this trade that it happened during the offseason. So Bradley Bill, Devin Booker, Aiden, Durant can all link up, cheer up, get the hanging together, try to figure this out. You know what I mean? And let me let me also say this. Let me get this off my chest also. A lot of people is blaming Kevin Durant. Saying, oh, Kevin Durant is going around building super, super teams. Kevin Durant is the reason <sighs> Kevin Durant ain't the guy that's. I don't, I'm pretty sure he's not going upstairs and to the owners to say, get me this person, get me this person. I need this. I, I don't believe that's him, you know. what I mean, is he having maybe side conversations? Maybe I don't know, you know, but I'm not going to say that Kevin Durant is out here building super, super teams. Kevin Durant is not doing what LeBron James did in Miami. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I just don't think that that's what he's doing. I don't, I don't think he's out here recruiting anything in that nature. We already know when once Kevin Durant is on social media, he's attacking uh, either refs or fans. He's not really recruiting. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I, I just think that the uh, sons in this Bradley Bill um, situation is just this trade going was the situation. It's it just a little confusing right now. Um, I, I I just got to see how it's going to pan out, how it's going to work, and you know I, I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of people want to see this work also. You know what I mean? Because if this don't work, then what? Where do we go at from here, Phoenix? You know what I mean? What if what if, what, if, what if this team doesn't doesn't pan out to what you want it to be? Where do we go at from there? You know what I mean? That that that's just How I feel about the situation. Good move. I like it, but I I just can't really fully agree to it right now. You feel me? All right, let's go ahead and switch this up, man. Let's go ahead and switch it to Job Morant and his suspension. You feel me? And you know, once upon a time, I said I wasn't gonna talk about this whole job morant suspension. I was just gonna let it be. But I have to talk about it but for the simple fact that the way that Adam Silver made it, made this suspension, you know, the, during the finals, he said the, he, him and Malika, uh, Andrews had like a little two minute press conference, pretty much, you know what I mean? And he was asking about, they was asking about John Morant and, and, uh, the investigation about, uh, is it going to lead us to, um, to any suspension time? And the way Adam Silver answered the question is with the with all the uh, new details that we are getting in this investigation, we will not announce Ja Morant's uh, suspension during NBA Finals. We will wait until the finals is uh, over and we will hand out his punishment. And it, it had everybody. Everybody's like, "Oh man, Adam Silver about to put the hammer." On this guy. It's over. You know what I mean? I think he's about to get half the season. If not all the season. And then Adam Silver came down and just handed him a 25-game suspension. Yep. 25 games. Now, don't get me wrong. It is 25 games without pay. It's 25 games that he... Um, can't be with the team. It is 25 games that the Memphis Grizzlies is going to have to figure it out without their franchise player, their superstar. Um, these 25 games, um, also is going to hurt John Morant's chances of winning any awards. Really, he's not going to be able to be in the MVP race, uh, comeback player, or any of those type of awards. Um, so that's, that's uh, okay. That's, that's hitting them a little bit. But in my opinion, my opinion, Memphis Grizzlies and NBA, why so light? I understand. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, he didn't do nothing criminal. In it. He didn't like, come on, dog. the only way that we can get people to understand is to understand and it's to the hit them where it hurts. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying that he should be banded from the uh, NBA. I'm not saying that he should have been suspended the whole year. I'm not saying that kick a man while he's down. You know what I mean? that's That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that I know a lot of people don't like this comparison, but how is it that it is okay that Kyrie can make a tweet? retweet a, a, a link or anything in that nature. And it was like, oh no, we done with you. And I understand people was talking about oh, uh his previous stuff of what he's saying about the vaccination and, and all that. But that's his opinion. We can't get mad of, of a guy of his opinion. Flip it to now the, uh to John Morant. He said, oh, I will do better. I won't make this mistake again or anything in this nature, but he turned right around and did it again. And people was like, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't strip him from no- why not? You know what I mean? Why not strip him from his, from his from what he worked so hard to get? You gotta take something from the guy. 25 games is just not enough, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm a fan of Ja. I believe that Ja can be the guy. I believe that Ja can win an MVP in this league. I believe that Ja can pretty much almost be the face of this league you know what i mean and and not to i can go even deeper about this that honestly like ja is almost my kids my son's favorite basketball player i didn't said this multiple times that my my kids my sons came to me and asked me what's going to happen to ja if ja gonna get kicked out the league if ja would get kicked out the league what would he do daddy and it's like It is a hard, you know, it's hard to talk about certain things about that because when you, when, when your kids idolize and look up to something, look up to a person, it's hard to
0: For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme. So <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever.
1: Did, did, uh, take them away from that person. Because once upon a time, one of my sons was a Steph Curry fan. I doubt he's still a Steph Curry fan. I'm pretty sure um, he would choose Curry over anybody. But um, the appearance. My son has dreads. Ja has dreads. My son likes basketball. Ja likes basketball, too. We all just start to see that Ja like guns. And most kids with these Orbe guns, these new water guns, these Nerf guns, and stuff like that, kids kind of like guns, too. You know what I mean? So people was like, why are we trying to be so down? And why are we trying to punish Ja? It's because, my guy in this black culture, in this African-American community, Guns are not in our favors, and I understand it. Yes, if you have a legal registered pistol, yes, by all means, you can uh, carry. You can. You got a concealed carry permit and all that. You can carry with you. By all means, yes. Do you? Hey, by all means, that's that's your that's your amendment. That's your right. Do you know what I mean? Do your thing. But to wait the way that you're portraying it. You know what I mean? The way you out here, you're not setting a good example for kids. You're not setting a good example for uh black kids. You know what I mean? You know, you don't want kids to go out here and start waving guns on on their social media platforms, on live. You know what I mean? That's that's where it hurts us in the community as 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 black folks. It hurts us that you know what I mean. That number one is sometimes it, we got to glorify the wrong things. You know, I mean, we shouldn't be putting Jai on every news thing all because he waved the gun on live. We shouldn't have to do that. But the thing is to make a person understand is we got to sit here and and, and kind of tarnish him a little bit. You know, what I mean, like I said, I'm I am all Jai. You know, what I mean, one of my favorite players. But the the perception that's the word right there. It's the perception. They already perceive that you are ignorant, uneducated. Uh, uh, you got that because all black kids play sports. That's all we good for. Stuff like that. It, that's the stereotype that you know. I mean, we, we're trying to drive away from. You know what I mean? Like I said, if you're legal, you can you are carry to carry, um, legal to carry guns, and state to state, or whatever the situation is. Why you in your vehicles? Oh, I mean, do your thing. Protect yourself. You know what I mean? Because to this day, we all say if Sean Taylor would have had a gun, if he would found a way to protect himself, he still would have been alive. You know what I mean? But at the same time, job man, you just got to cool out, man. You got to know your surroundings. You got to know where you at. You got to know what not to do, man. Like I say, his kids out here, my kids in particular, are out here looking up to you. It's my kid with that same hairstyle that you have in the game. It's my son that's putting his head in that same type of pony style, ponytail, into that style because they look up to you, they idolize you, they they want to be, they want to be you. Every kid would love to be in John Morant's shoes right now. So that's why I feel like this is this is why it kind of makes me upset about John. It's I, I like I said. The, what he's doing is is just not cool, man. It's just not cool. And a lot of, a lot of people want to compare him, like Chris Kamen. How come Chris in? he took pictures of guns? Because, number one, back in Chris Kamen day, social media was not strong. Video, phones, pictures, and stuff like that was not that strong. If you can hide it, you can tuck it, you won't know about it. You feel me? Versus what we glorify now, everybody's on social media. Everybody wants to get on live. Everybody wants to do something that they shouldn't. They, they're not supposed to be doing, but they do it anyway. You know what I mean? So like I said, man, I, I'm not down in Ja because he, what he did, he should be punished. That's not the whole, that's not the main reason why I, I, I say, I say um, uh, the punishment wasn't strong enough. I'm saying that the punishment wasn't strong enough for the simple fact that number one, you just, was, you disrespect the commissioner. You slap me in the face. You said you're not going to do it, and you turn around and do it anyway. And then you turn around and do it the almost this the this, this, this exact the the exact way, the same exact way. My fault. Like, dog, stay off of social media for a minute. Then, what she what she's doing now? You stand off social media. He's, he's not living that social media life. And also, man, who where's his Where's his PR team? Where's his where's his support team to be like, yo, don't do this, yo, don't do that. You feel me? So it is just like a lot of things that job is gonna have to correct just a little bit. It's not a lot. Just, just, a, just a small taste of things what not to do with the dude, and he'll be fine. I believe that job will be back to where he belongs, where he was, on top as a top point guard, one of the top point guards in his league. He just got to slow things down, calm things down, and do what's best for him. Not what's, what's cool for him, but what's best for him. You know what I mean? And and Adam Silver, let's talk about you for a couple seconds. I believe if David Stern was the commissioner, man, I believe that the punishment that we all was looking for, John would have got. Adam Silver, I believe that sometimes you, you too buddy-buddy with some of these players. Be too cool with them. You, you you let things slide underneath the rug. You let things just go too easily. I'm not saying that you got to be a dickhead commissioner, but I'm saying that you got to set the precedent. You have to set the standard of something. You can't just let these players just say one thing and then do another thing, and you just be like, we're going to slap you on the wrist. It's like, nah. No. You know what I mean? I understand that it's the players' league, but you got to you gotta be able to – if these guys can come up here and shake your hand and say, oh, what's up? I'm so glad you got bop bop. And if they can come and look you in the eye, man, to man, and say, man, my fault, my bad. I shouldn't have did this. You know? And then you turn around and, and did it anyway, he slaps you in the face. You know what I mean? I understand that Martin Luther King was saying, turn the other cheek. But this the one time I don't think that you should have turned the cheap on this one. In my opinion, I think that Josh should have at least got um about 40 something games. About 40, about 41 games. Not 25. I think he should have got 41. Um that, that'd have been half the season. Um that uh, I, I think that would have that would have make, make I think that would have woke up. That would have woke him up um so now with this lead for the Memphis Grizzlies I think this this leads to Memphis show they already showing that they can still be a good team without John Moran. You feel me? They already showing that um well they got good they got a good head coach also so it's just like things can look up but it's like when she, once once the 25 games are over. Do you insert him right back into the start lineup? Do you you know, like do you wing him and you know, do you start slow processing him? You know what how do you do this? And then how do you know for sure that he's he's taking the right route? He's no longer going to do that BS he normally do. You know what I mean? So it's just a couple of things that has to be have to be answered about the Memphis Grizzlies for the NBA and from the fan standpoint. I, I'm I'm banking that Ja will get better. I'm hoping that he will get better. I believe that Ja will turn things around, like I said in the beginning. He will turn things around. And I believe that he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get back to the place there where he should be. P- pretty much said, you feel me? So Ja, I wish you nothing but the best. I hope for nothing but the best. Can't wait to see you in this season coming up. Um yeah, that's just pretty much it as I go ahead and, and switch it over to the N F L. Deandre Hopkins and Arizona Cardinals announced they had now split it ways. I think the Arizona Cardinals are dumb for doing this, but you know what I mean? It's it's a bench decision. It's for cat reasons. And they felt like Deandre Hopkins was sitting there holding up um, a lot of cat and it wasn't doing them no good. So now DeAndre Hopkins is out here. You feel me? He is out here. And with DeAndre Hopkins being out here, man. Picture yourself
0: wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's Embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love, in every color, for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores, or visit us online at minkycouture.com.
1: Let's, let's, let's give out some of his stats real quick, you feel me? Um, DeAndre Hawkins is set to make $15.9 million next year. And it doesn't really pose fr- uh, cat friendly to a lot of teams. Um, he's also uh, – uh, uh, what else that D-Hop? And his, he had a um, six-game suspension last year for uh, performance enhancement um, policy. They felt like he took a drug that violated the um, protocol for the um, NFL. And with all that being said, I still believe that D-Hop is still a top-wide receiver in this game. I still believe that D-Hop is a top – top 10. I still believe he's a top 10 wide receiver in this game. You feel me? And I think whatever team that gets D-Hop is going to be lucky to have him. And he already came out with a tweet that says that um, whatever wide receiver room he joins, he's going to make the wide receiver room uh, job easier. And I truly do believe that. I still believe that DeAndre Hopkins got a lot of game left. Um, I still believe that DeAndre Hopkins can be a number one wide receiver in the game. Excuse me. I believe that DeAndre Hopkins, um, whatever team he goes to, um, he will make them a winning organization. Depending on the organization. Um, I'm trying to pull up his stats real quick. Um, but far as um his receiving hands, as far as his hands, I believe he has one of the best hands in the NFL. He already showed you that when it's time for jump ball or when it's time for uh uh one-on-one, DeAndre Hopkins was able to most definitely show that he, he he's that guy you feel me and i just believe that whatever team that he goes to and i'm about to give y'all a list of teams that um he can that he's that he can go to and the list of teams that i believe that he can change but in his uh minimal games last year he only played nine games last year and in those nine games he had 64 receptions. He was targeted 96 times. He had 717 yards. He had three touchdowns. He was averaging 11.2 yards a catch. And that's when he said that he can make any wide – he can make the wide receiver room and the wide receiver job was very easy. Just the simple fact that of nine games, he was still close to 1,000 yards. He was only 200 and some odd yards away from catching uh, – for getting 1,000 yards. He was um, about thirty-something receptions away of getting a hundred receptions, so that we can just um, imagine if he would have played a full season, man, D. Hot would have would have been the top, would have probably been the top five wide receiver in this game. You know, what I mean, With far as stats wise, you know, what I mean, I believe he he can be a top. He's in the top five, I believe he is. We're gonna. But before I get down and we're going to talk about that. But the teams I feel that D-Hop um, should go to is the Bills. Why? Why the Bills? Because right now they having problems with Stefan Diggs. Stephon Diggs feel like that he should be having more input when it comes to uh, calling plays. And rightfully so, I don't think that he should be calling all the plays, but I think he should – should should be in some decision making when it comes to some of those plays um and they have good quarterback there too and then uh he's not he don't have to be number one because you already you already got Stephon Diggs. you already have um gabe davis so if you just slide in deAndre hotness whoo that's a scary three that's a scary three top wide receivers the chiefs even though the chiefs really don't need him but the chief if he wind up going to the chiefs Oh my goodness. Patrick Mahomes already showed you what he can do without Tyreek Holmes. Now you add a D hop with a Travis Kelsey. Man, that is scary hours. That that will automatically put the Chiefs in the front runner to be in the Super Bowl next year. I can I can just imagine. I can just imagine that. You feel me? What about my Ravens? <laughs> he all uh, we was already kind of linked up to him about that. So just imagine if he can come to that wide receiver room with the a OBJ, a Zay Flowers, a, a, um, Rashad Bateman, a Nelson Outlaw, and with a um, Mark, a, a Mark Andrews, Whew. my Ravens can be scary. With a Lamar Jackson, with that nice contract that he got, mm. with Todd Monken and with this new offensive scheme that he's putting in with his Ravens, can be scary hours if DeAndre Hopkins can come to Baltimore. You feel me? Um, Another team, the 40, San Francisco 49ers. Now, I understand that they already have a lot of uh high-power um, tools there. They already got a Debo. They already have um a CMC. They got a George Kittle. Now, the only thing they might have a little problem is who's going to be their quarterback. That's, like, the only concern. But right now they send that Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy can play how he played last year, I think that would be a good move for D-Hop. They're still in contention of winning uh for going to the uh, playoffs. They're still in contention of being a Super Bowl team because, remember, the San Francisco 49ers were just a quarterback away, in my opinion, for being in the Super Bowl. So, out of all those teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the 49ers are all championship contenders who I believe that D-Hop can probably get them over the hump. You know what I mean? Except for the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs. It's, it's no reason to doubt the Chiefs anymore. The Chiefs who they are doesn't matter who they put in their wide receiver core. Man, I think that Patrick Mahomes can get it done. Um, two wild card teams that I can just think of off the top of my head who I think that D. Hop can benefit from the Las Vegas Raiders. I think with a with a team up with him and Devontae Adams and a Winter Renfro, oof, that can be that can be a scary combination. Now they did lose Deion, uh Darren Waller, their tight end. Um, they do have Jimmy G as their quarterback, who's coming back off of, uh coming off an injury from last year. So that's like my only downfall about the Las Vegas raid, the Las Vegas Raiders, is that is their quarterback play. You know what I mean? So, but just imagine Devontae Adams in the D hop with a with a Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Mm. That's a scary team to come out the AFC West. Um, the New Orleans Saints is another team that we can also kind of think of. With them getting Derek Carr, having a, a decent quarterback, um, we we not sure about Mal, uh, Malcolm Thomas. You know what I mean? So the New Orleans Saints can benefit of D-Hop going down there. I believe that D-Hop can change some things, can help the Saints be down there. You know, they can get an Alvin Kamara. We don't know what Alvin Kamara in this situation is going to be like. Um, so um, it, it's just those teams right there I could see that D-Hop could potentially go to um, and maybe win a championship. I understand he visit New England, but I don't think New England is a championship contend, contender, you feel me? Um, you see that he visit Tennessee, I don't think that Tennessee is a championship contender team. Um, who else? Uh, I think that's so far. Um, but another team that just popped in my mind, maybe the New York Jets. Maybe the New York Jets can benefit of getting a D-hop. They got Aaron Rodgers over there. They need some true number one wide receivers up there. You feel me? Um, I believe that D-hop can can, can help up in uh, New York. Wow, I ain't even thinking of that. The Jets uh, will be a good team um for the uh for D hop to go to. You know what I mean? Um I don't know championship uh right now. I don't really see that. Uh but they can most definitely be, be the second best team in the AFC East, though. I believe they can if they can get a D Hop, you can pop, you can kind of put them over top of the Miami Dolphins. Um, so that's a that's that's a good fit, man. Now that I said and, and thought about it, you feel me? Um, also another free agent that's out there, man, is uh Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook said if him and D Hop can team up, man, whoo it can be uh they can be a scary team. And the only two teams that I can really kind of think of of Dalvin Cook and D Hop being on the same team is maybe the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints. The Buffalo Bills, he can have a chance to go up there and play with his brother also in the backfield. Um, but I don't know if Buffalo really want to spend all that money on two players. So, you know, that that can that can kind of hinder Buffalo, is the, it's the cat-wise. And the New Orleans Saints is another team maybe that they can link up and go down there. Don't know the situation of Alvin uh, Kamara, but if Alvin Kamara doesn't work out down there, hey, Maybe they, maybe they can get a Dalvin Cook, or they can just go ahead and bring a Dalvin Cook down there. They can have a two, uh, one, two punch, and you still try to bring a D hop down there. That team can be very scary. You have all three of them down there, so you know what I mean. Uh, and you know, I, I wasn't gonna really talk about Dalvin Cook, but why he's in my mind, man. Somebody need to go out here and get him. These running backs are uh, some of these, it's, it's a couple of running backs out here that I believe that can give you that firepower that you need from a running back standpoint. And I think Dalvin Cook is that guy. So, you know, as, as, as I sit here, wrap that up, man, wrap this episode up. I believe that those two, those are two places off top of my head that I can see that Dalvin Cook and D-Hop can potentially play together. Um, Another team that D-Hop could have benefited from, but I'm pretty sure the Sally Cat was kind of hitting them. I know lock like this, but y'all going to like this, but – the Dallas Cowboys, that almost definitely helped that press got out. You know, what I mean, if you can have a D Hop, a cd Lamb, oof, you know, what I mean, and that that we can finally try to ask some questions about that. Is he the guy? Can he be that guy? But I don't think he is that guy. I think that Dallas is another conversation another time I'm not even not going to do that but if, if there's the chance of him going down to dallas would be a good move for him also um so as i'm wrapping this episode up man i appreciate y'all as always man for tuning in and and sharing and letting people know about mtmo sports podcast man and for y'all doing that man i have a couple of special announcements you feel you always know man i gotta i gotta hook y'all up with some announcements uh my first announcement I would like to say this year on MTMO anniversary August 3rd I will be well MTM, MTMO will be a live show now you feel me come August 3rd I will be going live um here on Thursdays you feel me so I'm still trying to get some of the stuff that I how I want to do it. But so far, it's going to be every other Thursday that I go live. You feel me? So be prepared. The time is still still trying to figure that out also. But, you know, anniversary, big things. You got to do some big things. You feel me? Um, What else news that I have that I want to tell y'all? Hmm. I don't know. I can't really think of it right now, but when I do, I most definitely will share it for y'all, but make sure y'all go ahead and be, put that on the calendar. Mark that down that August 3rd, my first official live show, you feel me? Can't wait. Got some dope episode, I mean, dope topics to talk about. you already know. I, I, give it, I give it to y'all, but as I'm sitting here wrapping this episode up, man, I believe that was all the, uh, all the little gifts that I had for right now, all the announcements, but As of right now, make sure y'all go ahead and tell a friend who can possibly be a friend who want to be a friend that MTMO Sports Podcast is out here, still thriving, still knocking down doors. You feel me? Make sure y'all go out here and go come follow my road to a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. You feel me? Help me out. I'm trying to get there. You feel me? Make sure y'all go ahead and tell them that MTMO underscore sports podcast is where you want to go find uh, MTMO at. You feel me? And for all my audio listeners out here, all you gotta do is go follow the grid. My link is in the bio. It's gonna take you straight to all the whatever the audio you want to listen to. You feel me? Whether you want to uh listen to it on Spotify, um Apple Podcasts, anything of that nature, it's all under the grid. You feel me? So make sure y'all follow the grid network because we is out here working, we got great. Shows, you feel me, as in, and, and as I'm saying, talk about great shows that's on the grid. Make sure y'all go follow my other podcast at the bank, a Baltimore Ravens podcast. Episode seven is out right now, the wide receiver room. As I give my details on what's going on with the wide receiver room, you feel me. Episode eight is getting ready to drop this upcoming Saturday. You feel me, it's going to be talking about JK Divers and his, and his frustration, um, with his contract situation. You feel me? And hopefully things can turn out. But make sure y'all tune into that. Make sure y'all tune into Clutch Sports. Make sure y'all tune into Carving It Up um, with Bryson Carver. Make sure y'all, you know what I mean? Just follow the network. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just follow the network. I guarantee you it's going to give y'all what y'all been looking for. Make sure y'all go out here and uh, follow my special, my favorite ladies, Locked in uh, Sports. Make sure y'all go follow them. They should be on episode 15. You feel me? Maybe a little higher, maybe. I think they on episode 15, if I'm not mistaken. But to prove me wrong, just make sure y'all go out there and check out my favorite ladies. They always got the dope content as always. You feel me? Make sure y'all go check out my guy, Rod Unsensitive Podcast. You know what I mean? The funny guy. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Make sure y'all go check him out. Uh, make sure y'all go check out um it was somebody else I want to give a shout out to. Oh, they're gonna be mad. Oh man, I apologize if I left you out, but make sure y'all go follow those two um podcasts, locked in sports and raw and Uncensored. Make sure you follow the grid network as we just out here grinding with um clutch sports, um commanders on demand, uh, like I said, carving it up with Bryson um at the bank and of course yours truly mtmo you feel me i uh, just make sure y'all go just follow the grid man and make sure y'all go out here support the brand you know what i mean go out there get y'all clothing and apparel make sure y'all get your hats your shirts your sweatshirts whatever it is that you want your phone cases make sure y'all go and just get it you feel me and as always man as i leave this episode man i appreciate y'all and always